now if that legislation goes through for example it won't be enough as a company to say yes we're carbon neutral if all you've done is actually offset your emissions you will need to provide you know tangible proof that you've tried to reduce those emissions you know emissions per employee emissions per office and things like that so that becomes really good for greener as our speciality is certainly you know to help either individuals or businesses reduce their carbon footprint at source through supply change um, through you know different um, habits that you can pick up and different things that you can do in the office hi i'm will holder an associate in the corporate team at cms in today's episode, I'm talking to Gabrielle Bore-Sicot, co-founder and CEO of Greener, about the challenges as well as the growth the climate tech world is facing, her plans to bring sustainability to the masses and the support she has felt from other women and men in her entrepreneurial journey. Thank you for joining us today, Gabrielle. Hello, thank you for having me. Good stuff. So um, to kick things off, um, during 2022, we saw a year of unstable markets and a slow economy as businesses and startups face significant challenges. Can you talk us through what you experienced and how that affected Greener and the sustainability world? Yeah, of course. Good question. Um, yeah, so last year obviously was a tough year for a lot of people. Um, tough year for business, tough year for startups, um, valuations and the markets were unstable. Investment was hard to get. Um, at Greener specifically, we were in quite a good position having actually secured investment um, already in the, the latter part of 2022. Um, so we were able to not feel too stressed about you know, having a long runway and things like this. Um, however, what we did see is that the clients that we had in the pipeline in order to onboard them onto the Greener platform, so um, you know, help them with their sustainability journey, calculate their carbon footprint, help them reduce their carbon footprint, um, as well as potentially offsetting all of those um you know closing those deals just took a lot longer um i think you know there was a lot more approvals with spending there was a spending freeze on a lot of companies and so um i would say the silver lining to that was that we, we were able to identify the clients that did put sustainability as a true core pillar you know there's a lot of companies that say sustainability is top of our agenda but then as soon as things don't go so well then it's the first thing that pops off um and so being able to see who even when, you know, revenues were down or, you know, employees had to be um, let go, then sustainability was still a core pillar to them. And that was really nice to see. So we built some really good relationships with those companies. And now that, you know, times are a little bit stronger, um, that's really coming through now. So, yeah. Great. Thanks, Gabrielle. And so moving on, as we look ahead towards the sort of next 12 months, um, what are the trends that you anticipate seeing from businesses in the world of climate tech? Yeah. Um, yeah. So at Greener, we sit in, in a bit of a funny position um, compared to some of our clients, for example, um, because w we sit on the positive end of legislation. So when there's more and more legislation that comes through, it's obviously a really positive thing for us. So governments or the EU, um, you know, forcing companies to do reporting um, is great for Greener and not so good for some of our clients <laughs> or some of our potential clients, I guess, good when they become our clients. Um, so what we've seen uh, definitely in the few years ahead is more and more legislation, which is good. Um, you know, the last, I think last week alone, um, the EU Parliament submitted a proposal for legislation that adds to the Green, green Claim Code, uh, which is essentially an anti-greenwashing, um, you know, false advertising legislation that's already in place in the EU 
and the UK, where they're proposing to extend it to also stop people claiming a net zero credentials if they've only offsetted. So now if that legislation goes through, for example, it won't be enough as a company to say, yes, we're carbon neutral if all you've done is actually offset your emissions. You will need to provide you know, tangible proof that you've tried to reduce those emissions, you know, emissions per employee, emissions per office and things like that. So that becomes really good for Greener as our speciality is certainly, you know, to help either individuals or businesses reduce their carbon footprint at source through supply change, um, through, you know, different um, habits that you can pick up and different things that you can do in the office. So um, all good things for us. Great. Um... So next question. So whilst whilst the entrepreneurial journey is often likened to being on a roller coaster, and despite the challenges brought about by the economy, um, as you look at the year ahead, what are you and the team most proud of and what will you be celebrating in 2023? Yeah. Um, so two things come to mind. Uh, the first one is that in January, we were the um, lucky or at least very happy recipient of a big Innovate UK contract. Uh, so in the UK, Innovate UK um, gives a lot of funding to startups like ourselves. They put a lot of emphasis on climate tech, actually, which is great. Um, and um, what they do is essentially they will provide you with funding, which is actually in the shape of a contract, not so much a grant. And um, they only give it to you if you're paired with uh, potential clients. So essentially what you're saying is, well, I'm a startup and um, what could the UK government do in order to help me as a startup? So an obvious solution would be, well, the UK government could use your product. However, um, a governmental you know, agency being what it is, there are often too many bells and whistles and hoops and diligence and compliance that a small startup like mine can't reach right away. So what they do instead, they say, well, if you can prove and show me that you have, I don't know, five, six, 10 clients in a specific sector that would like to use your, your product or a product that you'd like to build, we'll pay you. Uh, to do that you build the product you give it to those clients and if they're happy with it we'll keep paying you for you to grow etc so that's what we've been doing for the last two years we got a first innovate uk grant our contract last year and then now we've we've you know got through to phase two and we're actually rolling out our carbon accounting for over uh, 10 different financial institutions so it's very exciting um, and the contract itself allows us actually to build artificial intelligence insights into our carbon accounting, which means that as a user, you'll be able to not only know the carbon footprint of all of your transaction within your business, but then actually get AI recommendations on how to reduce your footprint. So say you're spending, um, I don't know, 10 tons of CO2 a year on your data centers. We'll say, well, here are three things you could do on those specific data centers to reduce it move your data centers away from Europe and into Norway because they have renewable energy and maybe consolidate some of your, um, you know, cloud computes into one area so that you're more efficient, for example. Good stuff. Well, um, many congratulations on, on receiving <laughs> the, the grant from Innovate UK. Um, so, so one of the topics which has been a running theme through this series is the importance of having a strong network and having support from others in the startup community. Uh, which resources have you found to be most useful and what lessons have you learned along the way? Hmm, interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely just finding your your tribe and sticking to it. Uh, the power of connections and networking uh, in the UK or all across the world is 
honestly unreal. It can open so many doors. So just making sure that you're, you know, as an entrepreneur, that you're always pleasant and always likable and just make sure that, you know, people want to help you and not be afraid to ask. And that's for both men and women. I mean, our investors have been absolutely incredible um, at helping me along the way, whether that's through, you know, just normal coaching or finding new clients, finding more investors, opening doors to events um, and things like that. So I think definitely don't be proud. Just just ask as much help as you want. Um, and often, you know, don't ask for free stuff. Just ask for help. People are usually, you know, more than happy to help and advise you for free. But if you start asking for, you know, I don't know, direct intros to this and this person, then it can come across as a bit entitled. But just ask for advice, ask for help, learn along the way. And if they give you intros at the same time, then that's great. And speaking of which, we actually have, um, so it's London Climate Week. Uh, on the last week of June, 24th of June to the 2nd of July. And we'll be hosting a female only panel of climate tech leaders um, as part of London Climate Week. So I'll, I'll send across the, the, the link when that happens, but it's gonna be really great. So far we have um, the uh, CEO of Salesforce joining us as well as a Nobel Prize winner. And we have potentially a retired US astronaut. So it's very exciting. And these are all people in my network that have been, yeah, so instrumental to Greener Success. And we're very excited about it. Good stuff. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. And um, I hope uh, hope the event goes well when you have it. Yeah, thank you. Um, so part of the CMS Equip Lead Hers initiative, we're encouraging everyone to commit to one positive action, big or small, to support the underrepresented founders and other women in the tech world over the coming months. What positive action will you take to support female founders in the tech space over the next year? Yeah, good question again. Um, I think a lot of the problems that we're seeing is, especially as a startup, you know, you often or you might not have the flexibility to train up uh, an employee. Um, so you want someone that has all of the skills right away so that when you hire them, potentially at a premium cost, they can really make an impact and make an impact fast within your company. So it's really hard to commit to training, you know, talent as well as, you know, wanting to hire potentially more women or people that identify as women, um, you know, within the tech space, because, you know, there's just less people that do that profession that take that training on. And so what we've felt really um, has been very good, actually, is to do loads of internships. Um, so it takes a lot of time, you know, but time is something that we can afford. Um, and so we do a lot of internships, we probably have two or three interns at the same time, any point of year. And then we convert those internships into roles later on, depending on what they've, um, what the interns have found really useful or interesting. So that allows us to, you know, build the business from the inside and grow in a way that, you know, allows us to hire the talent um, internally and really build a, a connection and really build a culture within our company that fits with what we're trying to do and also really match our diversity um, you know, ambitions. We're currently 50% female, which is great for, you know, a climate tech company. Thank you to Gabrielle from Greener for joining us today. If you would like to find out more information on Greener, then please visit greener.com. If you want to hear more about CMS's startup programme, Equip, or the Lead Hers initiative, go to the startup section of cms.law.